You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Just take your Bibles, Luke chapter 2 this morning, please. Luke chapter 2. Thank you for being here. And I see so many of you have come back home, and we've, uh, we've had so many exits this week. Uh, we're overwhelmed on the platform, Brother Flood said, what a good crowd. And it is. We have folks, <laughs> we have some folks stuck in airports, I guess. And we had one family, they were supposed to fly out, and they just kept getting postponed. They finally made it home this morning at 5.30. Our dorms are emptied. Our students are gone. Just a few of you here, but uh, our friends that are back home and folks from the area here, thank you for being in attendance. We, we always have the nurseries open for men that don't like to stay in church, but uh, it's normally for children, babies. And those children are with you this morning, and I'll just give you some big hope. My message is only two hours and 47 minutes today, and so it ought to be a very eventful morning. You know, I don't mind. Uh, normally, we have everybody in the nursery, and if for some reason, they're way in the back there, and you exit. But uh, ushers, just be patient with these little children. If they begin to uh, cry or some of the men begin to cry, uh, let's just let them stay in here for a little bit. If it gets obnoxious, and I want to open my presents now, um, men don't say that. Uh, but if you want to, uh, we'll, we'll deal with that. We're in Luke chapter 2 this morning. And quite frankly, my, my message deals with getting us ready for uh, 2023. I was speaking last Sunday morning, Sunday night on that very subject, uh, getting ready for 23. Uh, I don't know all that's going to happen in 23. It could be the rapture. It could be the year that I meet the Lord by way of death, and the same for you. It could be that the doctor gives us one of those words, the C word, or one of those dreadful diseases or, or, or maladies that will take our life eventually. It may be a car accident next year. It may be a divorce next year. It may be a son or a daughter that gets messed up with drugs or drink or a wife or a husband. It might be that we visit our loved ones in jail next year and we weep as we see them there. It may be that some family members become estranged from one another and you're told at grandpa and grandma you're not allowed to see your grandkids anymore. We don't want you. Life is going to throw us so many blessings, so many joys. There'll be birthday celebrations, and there'll be, I love my church and our church, and Valentine's Day, and Pastors and Workers Conference, and there'll be Easter in April this year. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful day. Last year on Easter, we had an amazing attendance, over 6,000 people that came and heard the gospel on our church, and we we're here for services. It was an amazing day, and we want that to happen beyond that this next year. We're looking forward to July 4th and for Thanksgiving next year and for Christmas. I can tell you there are many days that are going to become very sacred to us. Some of you will give birth to your first child in your home. 
some of you will get engaged this year or get married this year. Some of you will be called into the gospel ministry this year. Some of you will say yes to God. God, you have my life. That day that that happens will become very sacred. Some will enjoy the thrill of a little child in your home getting saved. We have 14 grandkids and all but two are saved and, and it's getting close. I, I was praying again this morning that, that that one right there that's close, that this will be the year her dad and mom get to lead her to Jesus Christ. What a thrill that's going to be. Some of you this next year are going to experience the joy of taking a child to kindergarten and it's the first child to be to school. And some of you are going to have one graduate. And some are going to have the empty nest syndrome this year. You're going to realize that it was more enjoyable having kids than having Ralph. I'm really picking on Ralph this morning, am I not? Some of you are going to become a teenager this year. And that day when you become a teenager is a sacred day, of course, on your birthday. And that birthday you may make some decisions that this is what it's going to be like. Some of you will have your special 5th or 10th or 15th or 20th or 25th anniversary and beyond. You know, there's something about this day. I love the statement, this day, Psalm 118. This is the day the Lord hath made. Oftentimes early in the morning I keep thinking about, is this the day? Is this going to be the day? I don't know what good or whatever, but is this the day? This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice. Our Lord was instructing his disciples in Matthew chapter 6, and he said, here's how you ought to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. I promise you in the 365 days of 2023, there's going to be a this day, a sacred day. That's what Christmas day is about. Well, I don't believe in God. We've had some politicians that have doubted that Jesus Christ really existed, or if he did, he existed just as a good guy. We had a president that gave his presidential address this week and Christmas story and could not mention the name Jesus. What a tragedy in America. Because it's this day, this day, that has gone down in history. It's a special day. The Savior came, and Easter's a special day he died. I don't believe in God. Then don't believe in your calendar. B.C., before Christ. And 2,022 years ago, soon to be 2,023 years ago, it became A.D. after Christ. Our very calendar said he was here. And in Luke chapter 2, for unto you... Unto you is born, what's the next two words? Word word number six and word number seven. Unto you is born, what's the two words? This day. I wonder if Christmas 2022 could be the very best day. My wife and I were married, and her mother had already gone home to be with the Lord on October the 4th, 1970. Since that time, we've stood at the coffins of our, our three parents. Her dad, I'll never forget that day, June 2020. That day sacred. I'll never forget the day of my mother, March 
That's a sacred day in 2015. My dad's a sacred day in March of 2017. On that day, it's always, I don't have to wonder about it. I don't have to wonder about December 23rd, 1972. I never have to wonder about October 4th. It's already in my journal and my calendar for next year. That, that, that's the day my mother-in-law went home to be with the Lord 53 years ago. That's a sacred day. It's a sacred day when I got saved and you got saved. It's a sacred day. It's a sacred day when God gave you the privilege to become a member of this church or whatever church you're a member of. That's a sacred day. It's a sacred day when uh, my pastor in Milwaukee at that time, before we moved to Centerville, which is now Fremont, he helped me in this arm and my twin sister in this arm, and he dedicated our lives to God, and he dedicated my parents to raise us up to know Jesus Christ as personal Savior. It was a sacred day on March the 1st. Ms. Trevor and I came here, that little building on Clyde Avenue, we didn't own a thing. This church did not own anything. We didn't own song books and an offering place. And that. We didn't have anything. We rented that building. But on God, that day, 1976, when we came here, I'll tell you what, when someone called me pastor, I was an assistant pastor prior to that, but when someone called me pastor, I, I love that name, pastor. I've been called pastor tens and tens of thousands of times and probably more than that. I love the name. What a sacred day in January of 1976 when I knelt and they dedicated my life and my wife's life to Christian service and to be ordained to the gospel ministry. Give us this day. Under you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. I want 2023 to be days where you look at that became a sacred day. That's the day we got our marriage right. That's the day I walked down the aisle and became a wife and became a husband. That's the day that God moved to the heart of my son to go to the mission field or to preach the gospel sacred days. Yes, there'll be sorrowful days. Yes, there'll be sad days. But can you imagine when your prodigal son walks down this aisle and says, I want to get right with God, right with my mom and dad in 2023. That will be a sacred day. My Bible tells me in Cain, Cain and Abel brothers in the garden with their mother and dad, Adam and Eve, Mom and dad had already sinned. And Cain got jealous of his brother, the sin of jealousy, and he murdered his own brother. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 4, this day, this day, Cain said, thou hast driven me from this place. Cain never had to wonder. I wonder when that happened. He knew when it happened. Our teenagers have heard me tell it, so I won't tell it at length, but I remember in 1963, walking home from school, and it was raining that day, and we were walking on gravel in uh, eighth grade. And as we walked on gravel that day, the boy in front of us, uh, he, he had flunked many times. In eighth grade, he was already shaving. He was strong. But, uh, but the fellows I were with, they, they picked up those stones and not, didn't throw them at him, hurt him, just picked them up, called him by his name, and were making fun of him as a group. 
I didn't make fun of them, but I was there. I didn't try to stop it, but I was there. He got frustrated at this, walked across the street, a little two-lane road, and he walked on what a brand-new sidewalk they had just built for a housing track. But when he came to the Dutra farm, there was no more sidewalk, and he had to cross over. He walked out without looking on that rainy day in front of a 1963 Valiant. Isn't it, remember, isn't it amazing I can remember the car? And cars did not have the brakes like we have today. That car began to squeeze on, it's beginning to slide, and I, I, I can hear the thud on that boy's body, my classmate, as he, as he jumped up on the hood, and, and the letters Valiant caught him right here, and his legs were broken. I watched him fly under the, hood, uh, under the hood, and I watched him fly under the glass of that car, and she stopped in that car, and he slid way off, and lays face down on the pavement. Nobody have to tell me today, that was 1963. That's coming up on what, 60 years ago. Nobody had to tell me what the weather was like. Nobody had to tell me what the sidewalk was like or the stones were like. That day is etched in my mind, and I'll regret it to the day that I die. I should have said something. That's a sad day in my mind. That's a sorrowful day in my mind. I could have been kind to someone. Oh, I didn't throw the rock, but I laughed. I was there. I didn't say, stop it. And there he lay on that asphalt, on that wet pavement that day. You're going to have a day like perhaps Cain, Esau, and Jacob were brothers. They warred. They were twins in the mother's womb. And yet Jacob said, as his brother came and said, I, I need something to eat. I'm so hungry. And Jacob said, sell me. Give me this day your birthright. That day never got out of Jacob's mind or Esau's mind because they became estranged for nearly a quarter of a century. They wouldn't talk to one another. They, neither one went to the other one's wedding. Neither one saw their children and nieces and nephews because, because that day, this day, he gave it all away. I think of the scriptures how that Jacob wrestled with God in Genesis chapter 32, and he wrestled with God, and, and he said, put his family over here on the brook, Jacob, J-book, and, and he, there he was wrestling all night with God. And God was trying to get that man to admit who he was. Jacob, the name Jacob, and, and don't be offended if your name's Jacob because my name's Jack, it's a derivative, means con, means fake, means phony. And, and Jacob tried to con everybody. His whole life was conning people. Give me your birthright, give me this, give me that. I take, I take advantage of everybody. I can take, I'll take advantage of this man. And that day, he wrestled that night with God, and God says, tell me your name. And he gave every excuse, two, two excuses ahead of time. And God says, tell me your name. And he said, I'll tell you your name, my name, it's Jacob. He didn't try to explain it anymore. He says, I'm Jacob, I'm the con. 
And God says, you'll no longer be called Jacob, but you now shall be called Israel. You came to grips with who you are. And he says, no, this day, this day I have touched thee, and the hollow of thy thigh will continue really in his life forever. You know, Jacob walked like this the remainder of his life. And with every step, reminder, 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 that sacred day when God touched me, when God got a hold of my life, this day, this day, God touched the sinew of my thigh. God's gonna deal with us in 2023, this day, as he does on this Christmas day today. I think of the scripture, the Passover, and the Bible says this day, this day in, in the book of Exodus, this day shall be a memorial unto you. The Passover comes before Easter. That's when they put the, the, the blood on the doorpost and when the death angel came and took the firstborn, if there was blood on the doorpost, he said, I will pass over you. Passover was spent weeks ahead of time in cleansing and in sanctification. Do you know that much of the world, especially Europe, parts of Asia, even in America, they do the same thing at Passover, though they're not Jews? Cruise lighters have two weeks of a Passover where they clean and deep clean because of cleansing the cruise lines. Did you know that hotel, especially in Europe and the Asia area, they will clean for two weeks deep clean before Passover, clean the hotels. Do you realize that not only cruise ships and hotels, but resorts do the same thing? Some of them actually, before a Passover to this day, will close it down and they'll clean and deep clean. I don't know what God deep cleaning he wants in our lives this year. I wonder what it is on this Christmas day that could be this day. I'm going to start with the deep cleaning. I'm going to get it all out of my life this week. God, re re remind me of this wrong and that wrong and, and what I've done wrong here and how I've done wrong, wrong. And God, would you remind me of it? I think of Saul, that great, mighty guy, a, a tall, handsome boy. And yet in the same chapter, he was anointed. God says, Saul, because of your pride, this day I've rejected you. This day. It's over. Oh, you'll be king, but I've rejected you. Nehemiah, he went to view the walls, and the Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 1, this day I shall pray. And he, he made an altar there in the rubble and prayed. Haman built those gallows for Mordecai, and he was going to hang them on, those, on that, 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 those gallows. And yet the Bible says in chapter 5 and chapter, nine, chapter 8, he said, this day... Thou shalt hang upon those gallows. Achan, he stole and he hid, and the Israelites lost 36 men at Ai, and yet God says, because of this sin, this day all of Israel shall stone thee. There's going to be a this day next year. There's going to be many this days. Some will be full of joy and gladness, and some, because the decisions we make, will be very sorrowful. Jesus is now drugged before a man by the name of Pilate. 
His wife stayed up all night, was frustrated. She was troubled about this man they called Jesus. And she went to Pilate and she said, see to it, that has nothing to do with this man for this day. And she talked about this day, honey, this day, husband, this day, you better make a decision to take your hand off that man because he is something, someone special. But he rejected the pleading of his wife. Recently, I updated my wife from a flip phone to a 14. I don't think she had a flip phone, but she had something archaic like that. And you know, when she got that phone, I find out, I found, there's a child that wants a phone for themselves. I gave her that phone, and I don't know, I don't know her password. And I don't really care to know her password. But after it was all set up, she said, now here's my password. You know what she's saying? Anytime you want to take a look, you can open up my password, my phone, and see what's in there. And she can do the same for me. You ask your husband, I'd like to see your phone. And if he becomes very agitated, you say to your wife, I'd like to see your phone. And they become very agitated. You ought to mark this day because that day is a day that you understand that there's something in there that you ought not to have. This day, some of you young people will learn how to have a ghost account, and you can hide from your mother and dad, and you can go back to a date and say, that's the day someone taught me. That's the day I began my own account, and I had a separate life, a different life out here, and I had the church life here, and the family life here, and the real life here. This day, I think of Peter's denial. And he said, I'll not deny you. And Jesus said, this day, this day before the cock crows thrice, you'll deny me. You'll deny me this day. Some a year from now, you'll look back and say, that was the day I denied the Lord. I, I walked out. I've pastored a large church for many years. And I can tell you this, every year we get to the end of the year and we find some that have walked out on God, not out on, walk out on a church, not walk out on a pastor. They checked out on God. God doesn't fit with my program anymore. They're very foolish. This day, it's decision time. You know, December 23rd, 1972 became a very sacred day. You don't have to remind me of our anniversary. Tomorrow, which is December 26th, it is a very sacred day for us. Because we got married on Saturday. But you know, on the day after Christmas, 50 years ago tomorrow, full time, I began, we began to serve the Lord in the ministry. I'll never forget that morning. My wife had already played the piano for years in her dad's church. She started age 13. And do you know that on that day, I got up early. I'm going to the ministry. My father-in-law gave me a raise. I went from $25 a week part-time to $60 a week, 50 years ago tomorrow. I'll never forget it. 
I'm sure I have the pay stubs to remind. I wish he was still here. I could remind him how little he paid us. We got up early that morning in our little duplex. I drove her to Auburn Street. The church was in Auburn. I went down here, but I went first and dropped her off at the IGA grocery store. It was the dark of the morning. I can remember as she went into the bookkeeping room where she worked, and I, I went and uncovered with the burlap all the, all the produce that morning. And then I made sure that the building was locked. I went down the street. I began the ministry. You know, Brother Craig, that's been 50 years tomorrow. I love it more today than I did then. But that became a sacred day. The 23rd of December became sacred. And of course, December 25th is sacred. 24th is sacred because that's when you open your presence. Uh, and, then, and then on the 26th, we began the ministry. There's going to be some opportunities for this day in 2023. If you're not saved, make it your salvation. If not today, let's make it preferably today. And service, some of you are going to say service. Yes to God, I'll serve. I'll be a bus driver. I'm not seeing the bus kids much since COVID. Three years ago, March, we couldn't run our buses, could not run them for two years. We have 17 rest homes. We still can't get in most of them. We're in a few of them. I had a service and one this morning for the Dan and Shelly. God bless you. But you know, I went out here to be with the bus kids on Friday. And I don't mean to discourage you. But it's very obvious those kids have been in bondage. They're so kind to me. Most of them, I, they, they, because the workers, they know who I am. I don't know who they Oh, pastor. And what one said from my teenager, he said, bro's Bible. And he said, my new Bible, pastor, I've been hoping I see you. I want you to sign my Bible. I mean, that's a, that's a strange thing. I'm talking about kids that go to every type of school or don't go to school. I saw those kids, some whitening out the earlobes, so many with nose rings and piercings here, and, and already lifestyles are so difficult that I know it's going to bring them such, uh, they, about, that was such hurt and such bondage. Are they welcome here? Absolutely, we want them. That's why we run the buses. I love the bus kids. They say academically, there are school-age kids. Now we're up to fifth grade that some kids in across America and our public schools cannot even read. And largely because of COVID, there was nothing going on but watching TV. And now it's all because we've been watching for, for nearly a year and a half to two years. We've been watching all this stuff. Now their mind is, they can't even communicate. They can't even have a social conversation. I wonder if it's this day you'll say, I'll drive a bus and try to rescue these kids. And by the way, yes, they look strange and look odd, many of them, but they're sweet kids. Yeah. And they have a soul that's going to spend eternity. I said, so many mothers come and talk to me and said, thank you, Pastor, for running these buses. One mother, I think I saw, she had five of her kids and they're growing up and she was on the buses years ago. And really, you were there with tears, Christy. You were there with tears in her eyes. She's talking, I think it was when I was with you. She's talking to me, thank you for running these buses. 
Mrs. Van Dyke, you had so many of those public girls' schools. You work in the public schools, and they're on the bus. They were so sweet, so very sweet. I think of a little girl that she's probably 17, 18 now. She's been coming for years. She's Down syndrome. It's a different situation. Oh, but when she saw Pastor, Pastor, she's so sweet and so kind. But we need drivers. We need captains. We need Sunday school teachers. We need soul winners. Yes, we passed 100,000 Bibles out in our area last year, but we started over on January 1st. This day, would you let God call you to service? I don't regret a mile. I've traveled for my Lord. I don't regret the time I've trusted in his word. I've seen the days and years go by, many days without the sun. But I'm telling you this, I don't regret a mile. Say you give up a lot? Oh, no. I was driving cars in college up and down the state of Wisconsin, delivering cars. And I worked in the auto parts store. And I, I worked over here and I worked over there and I was a janitor. And I loved to own all those things. But I tell you, when God put me in the ministry, I felt like God gave me the, the, the supreme opportunity to serve him. And then to give me a church like this. I wonder what safeguards you're going to decide this year, searching the scriptures, what you're going to decide, and submission to baptism, and standing fast, and, and becoming sound financially, and becoming a soul winner. Unto you is born this day. I'm out of time, but I wanted to take you to Deuteronomy chapter 4, where he said, I, I want to tell you, and you need to choose this day. And then Moses, who writes that, gets to chapter 31. He said, I am now old. And I know that after my departure, you'll corrupt yourselves. But this day, chapter 31, this day, choose God. Joshua was getting old. And he's about ready to die. He gathered Israel together. He followed Moses. He was the assistant to Moses. And in chapter 24, Joshua said, now I'm old. I'm ready to depart. Choose you this day whom you will serve. You know, I think as a pastor, what you deal with, people that choose the wrong thing on the day of opportunity. And then they want to get it right. And I'll help them do everything I can to get it right. But they live with regret. God tugs on your heart. Then obey God. Obey every spiritual impulse that he puts on your life. Don't make this the year you learn what drugs are all about, drink and immorality. Don't learn this year what it is to have a baby out of wedlock. For unto you is born this day. This is the day of all days. He came. Would you make some decisions this day? Especially for 2023. Some of you couples have had a marriage you've never prayed together at night, closed the day in prayer. I must tell you, ours is not classic. We pray at night together, and I'm so tired all the time. Sometimes I wander and I fall asleep during prayer. Don't judge yourself because you haven't been praying. Say, okay, we're going to start. We'll start this week and get ready so on January 1st we're going. Learn to pray as a couple every day. 
Learn to deposit in the lives of your children every day words of kindness, words of love, and not words of criticism. Learn to say yes to every opportunity that God brings your way. Amen. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I promised our people it'd be about an hour service this morning. It's an hour and two minutes. On this day, would you get saved? Jesus said it's a point on a man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. You're going to need to be saved to go to heaven. There's the car accident. There's a heart attack. There's the stroke, and you won't have time if you're not careful if you postpone it. This day, get saved. This day, get right with God. This day, say, I'm going to be honest with God in tithes and offerings. This day, I'm going to be what I should be as a husband or a wife or a child or a mother or a dad. This day, I'll be what I should be as a Christian. There's 312 this days in the Bible. 312 times God says this day. This day. Don't ever forget it. Our heads bowed and eyes closed. We always give an invitation to invite for folks to come and get saved. A man will show a man and a lady will show a lady how to be saved. Would you come today? There's others that say, I'm just going to come and dedicate my life or my marriage and my family to God in 20." 23, the next Sunday we're together. It's the new year, January 1st. Make some decisions this day. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.